0: Log talk radio welcome world welcome once again to tuesday talk with key west lou i am your host louis patrone these weeks are getting more and more crazy and they're hard to handle i can remember a time you know if you had four or five big items of news that was a lot if you had four or five items of news for a week that was a lot. Now we get tons of them every day, and they all seem significant. They all seem important. It's the wrong way for us to have to live. It's got to change. Uh, let's start with. I'm going Let's start with another horrendous school shooting today, in Colorado, at the Colorado STEM School Highland Ranch. What a name, Colorado STEM School Highland Ranch. Eight persons injured. All right. I don't know how to solve the shooting problem, but they are smarter people than me when it comes to that in, in, in my life and your life. They've got to figure out what has to be done. How uh, We keep these guns away from people How we are able to ascertain who might be the crazy ones. Uh, something has to be done because there are countries in this world uh, that don't have eight people killed in a year this way. And we have uh, things like this happen in, in multiple shootings. It has to stop. I don't know what to do. They better figure it out. And let me tell you something else. Our politicians better get off their asses and do something about this. And I'm going to say this, too. If you have a political leader, you have an assemblyman, a state senator, you have a congressman or a United States senator, and they're on the side of the NRA, then you shouldn't vote for them, even if you're a Republican you got to do for yourself, your children, your grandchildren, your friends and their families because you never know who's going to be next. Which now brings me to the situation going on at the present moment between China and the United States regarding tariffs. Donald Trump's done it again. Uh, You remember when he was running, he says, tariffs are good tariffs are good i never lost a tariff he said we'll make money on tariffs well <laughs> talk to the farmers in the midwest talk to the people who grow soybeans corn uh ask them what's happening they got their stuff stored in, in buildings covered with tarpaulins that they, they they don't know if they should go out and rent money they, they borrow money every year to plant that's how the farming industry works They don't know where to go out and borrow this year because if this problem with China and the tariff doesn't get resolved, they won't be able to pay the bank back. A lot of farmers already, because they always borrowed a plant, haven't been able to pay the banks back. And banks have big hearts. Let me tell you something. They have big hearts. They're taking their farms. So here's what's happening right now. Uh, We're at war, a tariff war with China. Thank you, Donald Trump. And he raised the tariffs just like that several months ago, 10%. He didn't care. He says the Chinese are going to have to pay 10% more. Now he has threatened that if, this, if, he, if he does not have a new agreement, China does not have a new agreement with us. By Friday, he's increasing that 10% to 25%. Again, saying the Chinese are going to have to pay tough bananas. We'll get out of this. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Well, let me tell you something. We have learned in this war, okay, uh, that (laughs) the Chinese aren't paying that 25%. We are the purchasers, because when they send their goods to us, they add that 25% on as the cost of doing business in China. And when the product comes here, it costs 25% extra. And who has to pay that extra 25%? You and me, the consumer. Isn't that terrific? And Donald didn't know that. With all the geniuses from Wall Street he's got working with him, he did not know it. The other problem here, to show you the brilliance of how he knows how to negotiate, remember? He said, who can negotiate better than me? Uh, Let me interject here. I caught something as I was sitting down on the Internet. That someone just came out and said they went over certain tax returns they were able to get of his, and he lost something like $10 billion uh, in the the last 10 years or the last 10 years of his investments. I don't know how accurate my term is, but billions were involved, and 10 was. It'll be all over the internet by later tonight and on the news programs. Anyhow, uh, he tells the. They, they the Chinese thought they were making a deal with us as of monday that was yesterday now they're not apparently and he's threatening with this him then with this thing of going to twenty five percent you don't when you negotiate as I understand it international negotiations negotiations with another country you don't hit him in the head and say you got five days to make up your mind or screw you. That's not how diplomacy is done. But Donald knows how to be a diplomat. Shit on everybody. That's how he gets things done. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I know many farmers, I have met many farmers down here in Key West in the chart room, and they all tell me the same story. They're choking because of this situation. And many of them were good Republicans, but they're not voting for him the next time. Now, ho, ho, ho. I want to talk about the Muslims. We don't have to stay totally on Donald Trump, by the way. We get enough of him every day on the, on our news, on our TV, and in the newspapers. I want to talk about the Muslims. I am going to talk about three separate items involving the Islamic uh, religion. There is, in East Asia, a country by the name of Brunei. B-R-U-N-E-I. It's a little country out there, but they apparently have money. And uh, they have a problem. Uh, they passed a law in 2014. They have, they have a sultan, not a king. They're, they're sultan. He's got a strange name, al Volpea. Uh, a new law was passed or adopted in 2014 that if you had gay sex or if you committed adultery, you were stoned to death. That was it. <laughs> you were stoned to death. <laughs> Uh, no due process, you're stoned to death. No different uh, lower penalty, you're stoned to death, J sex adultery. Uh, the people don't like it. Uh, the United Nations didn't like it. We don't like it. Many countries in the world don't like it and have been protesting and talking to the Bruni government. You can't do this. This is ridiculous. We don't do this in this modern age, okay? Uh, well, The Sultan that I just mentioned uh, said this week, watch what I say, that he will will not impose the death penalty. Now, that makes me uncomfortable, too, though it's a step ahead. He didn't say he's going to wipe it off the books. They're not going to do it. He said, I'm not going to impose it. But, you know, people change their minds quickly. And if he decides he wants to impose it or he's getting pressure someplace, he's going to impose it. So that's a bad situation over there. And I will tell you right now, my friends, I've never been to Bruni. The thought never occurred to me to go to Bruni. Don't you go to Bruni because God help you. If you got your girlfriend instead of a wife or you got your boyfriend instead of a husband or you're a gay couple, you're going to be stuck in a hole in the ground and you're going to get stoned to death. The other thing I want to talk about here is this yesterday started ramadan ramadan that is the muslim religious holiday it, it's really a, a time of penance uh, and worship uh, you know the islamic law is based on the Quran and the hadith these these and precepts from those two religious books give the muslim people the rules by which they live they conduct their lives well Ramadan, they spend 30 days, 30 days, and what they do is they, they don't neither eat nor drink during the day. From sunup to sundown, they must not drink, they must not eat. It's a form of penance. and gives them time for contemplation about their religion. Uh, another thing they do is uh, they don't have sex. You cannot have sex for 30 days. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it it's him, but I thought I would share it with you because I think this whole thing's. I, I can see defendants if you believe it. Catholics once didn't eat meat on Friday. Uh, but a whole month and no sex. Anyhow, the other thing is this uh, I want to talk about Shaharia law because you see, the Islamic law, the Islamic religion is all based on the Quran and the Hadith. And they, this sets forth the penalties. They draw on these religious books to determine what the penalty is. And the penalty is somewhat what was the penalty when these books were written, when these things were determined to be like stoning for gay uh, sex and for adultery. Let me tell you what they do for other crimes, and then you can understand why we've got a problem with these people because this is the way they believe. If you are a thief, For the first offense, they amputate the right hand. Second offense, they amputate the left foot. I'm not laughing, but this is, I can't believe this. Now, this law regarding thieves, the whole criminal law structure applies also to children. Eight-year-old boy, six-year-old girl gets caught stealing. She loses her right hand. It also applies to foreigners. Yes, foreigners. Citizenship. Being a Muslim, none of this is important you're a foreigner or you're a child and you commit crime, you are punished. Which now brings me to China. And this is something most people aren't aware of. Uh, China's becoming big. Uh, Some people say we're still the strongest country in the world. I don't know. China's right on our back. Let me tell you, they've made dramatic improvements over the last 10 years, especially the last five Uh, When it comes to military power, they have built, I don't know, 550 new warships, vessels, in five years. They've taken water in the uh, East China Sea, just the open ocean, and somehow, they're smart, they built islands where only water existed and put airports on them so their military planes can land. And they had their military planes on there now, and they have... Their soldiers there. They have also been into missiles, ballistic missiles, nuclear warheads. And it is claimed that from these islands and also from homeland China, their missiles with nuclear warheads can hit any city in the United States. So what are they doing? Well, here's what else they're doing. That's nothing what I just told you. Here's what else they are doing. They have concentration camps. This just came out in the last two years. Uh, and who do they put in the concentration camps? By the way, they call them internment camps, like we did with the Japanese people just after Pearl Harbor. They call them internment camps. One to two million Muslims in the last two years have been put in these internment camps, all right? The Chinese people, the say, government says, we are re educating them. That's all we think. They think a little screwy in their minds. We're re educating them. And there's more and more Muslims going into these internment camps. And this is exactly the same as Adolf Hitler's concentration camps. The record of abuses that are coming out are similar to the concentration camps during Hitler's years. I, I, I'm not aware of any gas, gas chambers or things like that, or large gatherings being killed. But they're that type of operation, Hitler's concentration camps, and what upsets me, I get upset easy though. what upsets me is the media doesn't talk about it. This is the first time many of you will be hearing this. The media doesn't talk about these camps, just like late 1930s into World War II. The American media, the British media, none of the allied uh, media people, Talked about the concentration camps. Even the Catholic Church, the Pope closed his eyes to it. We said things like this would never happen again. Well, we have genocides all over the world in the last 50 years. But here it is happening again, and we know it, but we don't talk about it. I sometimes think we don't talk about it because Trump takes up too much of the news. I don't know, but we better start thinking about this and starting to make noise going to talk about student loans today student loans are a killer they may be the worst thing that ever occurred now you say why do you say this Lewis? Uh, I'm 83 years old <laughs> I went to college I went to law school there were no loan programs and I want to tell you most of my the people who went to school with me were like Lewis. they didn't have any money they didn't have affluent parents you worked your way through school No one gave it a second thought. You knew you were going to go to college. You got a job or two or three. You could never seem to get one job that would cover 40 hours. You had to have multiple jobs like most people have today. And I did it in law school. I had a wife. I had a child. I worked in law school, paid the tuitions, and got along. Got some scholarships along the way, I won't deny it, but there were no loan programs. Now, It was thought, and at the time, I thought this was a good idea. Everyone should have the opportunity to get an education in this country. Yeah, I buy that. I don't anymore because I don't think everyone has, can be educated. It can work if you can't handle the work, then you should be in another type job. Uh, Not everyone can be a doctor or a lawyer. They have to be Indian chiefs, and we forced everybody into education. A lot of the kids that went, they went, because why not? They could borrow the money. It was free money. So they take a couple of more years off before they get in the workforce. So these loan programs came out, these federal loan programs, the banks and everything. They provided all this money. And the money was easy to borrow over the last 40 years, easy to borrow. You were going to a certain school. The school processed the paperwork. You processed the paperwork. You signed it. They give you the money, you agreed to pay it back after graduation over a certain period of time at a certain rate. Didn't give any thought to how hard it is to pay money back. Especially when you're just beginning uh, to operate in the workforce and you're not getting paid much money. Anyhow, these kids now some kids come out of school only thirty thousand, some forty, some a quarter of a million, some a half a million dollars. Depends you wanna become a doctor, you're gonna like, Go up into that kind of money and so forth. Oh, while this is all going on, the schools are smiling because, gee whiz, they're in the business to make money. Don't think colleges are in business to help children. They are run like corporations. They must first benefit themselves, the corporation. So what do they start doing? They say, gee, these kids can borrow the money easy. So they start raising the cost of tuition, the cost of a credit, the cost of a uh, course. They start raising the cost of a room in a dormitory, the cost of food in the dining room. But not just a little bit. They do it abnormally because they know the kids aren't going to have any problem borrowing the money, and they want to go to college. What the hell do they know? no. So if something was $100, we'll charge them $150, then $200, then $250, and the kids never complained because all they had to do was sign their name on a piece of paper and they got the money. A lot of these kids used the money for their spring breaks. I never had a spring break. I probably would have done it too if it was available that uh, that way. But anyhow, now they're coming out. They. Especially in the last 10 years, the job market sucks for college graduates. Since the recession of 2008, the good paying jobs aren't there. So now you've got college degrees, bachelor's degrees. Uh, let's say in chemistry, philosophy, uh, they're selling you cheeseburgers at McDonald's at minimum wage. So they're depressed. Uh, the bill collecting is now done by outside groups. The government hires somebody to do the bill collecting collecting and they are oppressive these people they beat the hell out of these kids over the phone and everything else and a lot of them are now in their 30s and they're still paying off the debt i'm not laughing it's sad uh so what is happening because of all this and oh let me tell you wealth is eating off this pie no one ever talks about it i wrote an article about three years ago on this the united states government gets a piece of the action yes the payback Uh, I think three years ago in the article I wrote, it was about $44 billion. Not a lot of money uh, from how the federal government throws money around, but they got paid for their involvement in the student loan program, $44 billion. That's wrong. That's wrong. A, A program the government authorized to help the students, they're benefiting from it too. Somebody sat in an office in Washington and says, ah, this is great, we're them that money and we'll make a little bit here. we can use it to pay off this debt we've got here in Washington. So this is all the crap that's going on. Now there has to be a result from all this. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. A recent study indicates, let me tell you this first, there are 44 million student loans out there right now totaling $1.6 trillion. That's a lot of money. 44 million students, former students, have loans totaling $1.6 trillion. Uh, And here's the story. They're going crazy. This is bothering them. The study said that one in nine uh, of the students owing this kind of money are finding this mentally oppressive and have or are considering committing suicide so that's the story there i think sometimes the only way you correct a problem you resolve a problem is to get rid of it when one lump sum i believe forgive the 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 loans i know there were a lot of had people that paid them off that'll bust their asses over 10 years to do it but the only way you're going to straighten this out you forgive the debt and that's it uh otherwise You've got so many people, so many people who are in the workforce, educated to work at specific high-quality jobs, can't do it, aren't doing it. I can't blame them for going nuts. And the only way you're going to get them going is so they don't have to make those payments every month. Now, some of my conservative Republican friends may not agree with me, but that is how I see it. Let me give you a measles update. The World Health Organization reported this past week, the World Health Organization, there are 34,000 cases of measles in Europe alone. Europe's got it bad. 34,000, okay, cases of measles. Wait, and this is only in the first two months of 2019, January and February, found 34,000 new measles cases in Europe. Fortunately, in our country, we're, we're not as bad. Uh, we have had only 760. I haven't, the months that they did these studies are different. The study for last year, all of last year in the United States, was only 764 cases. The problem is it keeps spreading. It's not, we're not beating it. It's not getting better. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. And those at fault, the problem is the unvaccinated, those who are unvaccinated. Parents who, you know, number one, politicians who, when their, 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 their constituents came and said, I don't want my child to get the rubella, measles, and mumps shot. You know, you get uh, uh, was autism from this, which has been proven to be a crock of shit also, excuse my language. And so their legislators went back to the Albany or whatever the state capital is and said, we can't have this. So they, in the compulsory vaccination law, they put an exemption. They say if on religious grounds you oppose or the parent just does not want the child to have it, they don't have it, have to have it. What's happening now? They're coming down with the measles, the unvaccinated, okay, because they don't have that protection. And it's not a joke. You know me. I had the measles when I was four, three or four years old. I'm 83 now. My group of people, we got the measles if we survived it. We now had a built-in immunity, though. The rules say we shouldn't get measles the rest of our lives. I haven't. And I don't think very many in my age bracket have, because once you got the disease and you beat it, you had immunity. Uh, because if you don't have the vaccination and you don't have the vaccinations uh, protection, you can get, and there's no question about this, the cases are there, you can get blindness, you can become deaf, or you can be brain damaged. And you've heard me tell the story here, and I've written about it several times. I have a cousin who is close to my age, lives in Stanford, Connecticut. At the age of four, he had the measles. He came out of it deaf. All right? That's the way it is. Moving on now. This is disgusting. What I'm going to share with you now. <laughs> you know, you plant the new tree, you plant a shrub. You want your flowers to go grow better. What do you do? You Use comp- compost stuff that they I know they burn it up. They make looks like false wood or whatever, and you put it on the ground. And this is good for wherever your plants are. Uh, also, they use uh, cows. They use horses. You know, they take the meat, they they age it, grind it up, or whatever they do, and that makes uh, the product that's growing grow better. It's the fertilizer. Well, they're now using human bodies for composting. That's right, human bodies. And the first state that's going to permit it, apparently, legally, is Washington State. The bill has already passed their legislature, it's on the governor's desk. It's anticipated the governor will sign the bill legalizing, composting of deceased persons. Now, that's gory. I thought cremation was terrible. See, cremation is a popular thing in the last 20, 30 years. I thought before that, I thought, oh, my God, they burn you. Uh, now they're going to, whatever they do, chemicals burn, I don't know, but they're going to make fertilizer out of you and use our bodies for fertilizer. Uh, that. It just doesn't rub me right. Maybe it's okay. I don't know. What do I know? They say, what do you know after you're dead? But it does not seem right. There has to be some respect given to the dead someplace. Now, here is what's interesting. The reason, the primary reason given by the supporters of this new law in support of the law is that it's environmentally sound. It's going to cut down on carbon emissions, yeah, carbon emissions. And how's this? It's not from what's going in the ground. When we cremate, we make smoke, right? And that smoke goes up in the air, and it's carbon dioxide, and it screws up the environment in the air, just like the fumes that come out of the manufacturing smoke stacks, they say. So they're going to cut down on carbon emissions. How the hell much can they cut down on carbon emissions like that? The cost of it is not cheap. To have your body turned into fertilizer, $5,500. And to show you that their heart's in the right place, the people who are going to be doing this composting, they will use, they promise to use your compost to plant a new tree. Isn't that nice? Again, this bothers me. I think this is disgusting. Anything for a dollar. It just doesn't stand right or rub right with me here. Uh, Right here. Robots. Now, we know robots. I read, I've been writing about robots for years, saying they're coming, get ready. They're still coming. They're here, and we still didn't get ready. And that's the problem of government. They, didn't have, they don't have retraining programs going because, by, let me tell you, in the next two years there's going to be more robots working than you, you can believe. Anyhow, that's the robots coming working the factories, working McDonald's and everything else. But now we already have working robots who decide, who gets a job, who keeps working, and who gets laid off. Yes, this is the way it works. In these low paying jobs, uh, where, you know, they're not hard to do, uh, let's see, I've got some notes on this. It, it involves low paid workers, uh, and the robot, of course, works by, has software and other things available to them. And what they do, Amazon.com tracks productivity of employees, okay, and regularly. They track the employee's productivity with the robots who understand this and regularly fire those based on the recommendation of the robot who underperform, okay. Without human intervention, the decision is made. Industrial uh, laundromats, the same way. Uh, How much time does it take to press a shirt? They don't use Human beings to determine this anymore. The robots make the determination based upon the software program within their minds or bodies. And if the people aren't pressing a shirt fast enough, they are out of a job without human intervention making assisting in making the decision. We had a big deal here in uh, Key West this past week, Uh, and this is the last item I'm going to be covering tonight. The real housewives of Orange County were here for several days filming a show. That's a big deal for us. We get, we get movie stars down there and things like that. I'll be honest. I never even heard of them. I don't watch the show. I, I didn't even hear of them. They were in town for several days, and they did all kinds of things. They went to ghost houses. They rode around in a, in a Jeep. Uh, and Apparently, they were very nice. Uh, my friend Stephanie Apple. I drove them around in the jeeps. She liked them all. Wonderful people. Even more important from my perspective, Venus Serena was here for a couple of days this week. She was here with her boyfriend, staying at Sunset Key. I do the show uh, with uh, Laurie Theeball Thursday afternoons from four to five thirty. It's her show. I go to guest, and she went to Bobby's uh, Monkey Bar, which is on an off street in Key West. Only locals go there. And she shows up, Venus, with her boyfriend and sat with my Laurie for two hours. Laurie was so excited, still is excited. They drank, they sang karaoke together and all that sort of thing, which I thought was very nice for Laurie. And I'm glad that Venus enjoyed Key West. That's my show for tonight. Hope you enjoyed. Look forward to being with you again next week.